Yo. Welcome back to the Weekend Review Podcast, and happy Easter, if that's something that you celebrate. For me, it just means that I got to eat ham today, but I'm not complaining about that. Um, Pompey came over too, so I got to shoot the shit with him for a little bit, um, but other than that, didn't do anything too special. I hope your Easter was all right. It's pretty nice today, actually, at least. Um, I mean, I, I can't complain about the weather. Um, these past couple of weeks, it's been um, like 70s and 80s. And that's about where I like it. I mean, 60s, I won't complain. But once we get up into the 90s, I'm going to start bitching again. <laughs> but for right now, we're all good. Um, other than that, today, I've really just been watching YouTube. I actually got uh, down a rabbit hole of um, Suicide Boys interviews, believe it or not. It started off, I was just watching their um, Genius Verified videos. They have one on Carrollton, one on Opana and one more that I can't remember right now, but they're all pretty good. And watching those, like, gave me a kind of a feel for their personality, like, that they're way more down-to-earth than I would think, way more social, and um, I, I just got more interested in um, just them as people. And then I saw the No Jumper Suicide Boys interview in the recommended videos and said, shit, I gotta set aside an hour and a half to watch this, and... I just finished it just now, and it was really good, man. I've only watched a, f- uh, I think I've only watched three No Jumper interviews. It's this one. I've watched the one with XXX Tentacion and the one with, um, uh, the Raw founder guy. I, I want to say his name is Josh Kesselman. He's a really cool dude too. You should check that one out. But this was a pretty good interview. They talked about, um, not only their music but a lot of other cool stuff. They they uh, touched on religion for a little bit. That's always interesting to hear someone's take on, like a, a genuine opinion on that. But one thing about um, one thing about music that they really talked about that I liked that they touched on was um, they talked about working with Puya and Black Smurf and some other people on, on uh, songs that and at the time they were all bigger than them, so. Uh, he kind of asked, you know, what, what's your what's your goal when you're getting in the studio with someone like this? And they made it pretty clear, like pretty quickly that uh, they're they're not just trying to throw someone on like they had an empty verse and they're trying to throw someone on this track to get v- views. Like when they go when they're collabing with someone, they really think, what would that what would this person sound good on? What, what would we want to do with them to like make good music? And that really resonated with me. I was really happy to hear that. Because I've I've said it before, you know, a lot of collabs nowadays, it sounds like they just sent over the track, uh, emailed it, and then sent it back once they recorded the verse, and that was it. Like, they weren't actually in the studio together talking about, hey, I think this would go good, or this would be a good concept for this song. Shit like that, that really makes music last and stick. So the fact that they, like, they cared, that was really cool for me. And, um... I just really like uh, Adam Twenty Two as an interviewer. He, he's he's to the point, but at the same time, he knows when when to go off and you know, tell his own stories. Which I mean, duh, that's the, those are the qualities of a good interviewer. But I just liked how literally two minutes into the podcast, the first thirty seconds, he was talking about his clo- his clothes or whatever. But two minutes into the podcast, we were already getting to how Scrim started doing drugs way back when he was seventeen, like deep shit, and it didn't even take long at all. And they just go from there, and not one second in the podcast does anything feel forced. It it, it just feels like a, a conversation that I just stumbled onto, and I got to sit down and listen to. 
and that 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 brings me to to another thing. The camera angle, right? They're all sitting at a table talking. The camera angle is not really pointed at anybody. It's kind of just off to the side of the table, pointed at uh, like perpendicular to all of them. So I'm just looking at all their sides while they're talking. And the like one of the first comment that pops up on on their uh, video is, "I wish there was a different camera angle." Which I was the whole time I was thinking that that was a nice camera angle. I like it because I'm not really too focused on anybody. It's kind of like I'm just sitting there listening to it. I'm just I'm like I'm I'm part of not I'm part of it, but you know I'm just sitting there witnessing it. It's pretty cool. Like like there's a real conversation just happening. I I mean I I like seeing facial expressions and whatnot when it when it comes to people talking and telling stories. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time I can also appreciate this. It was a different feeling. As, as much as, like, I didn't think a little thing like that would make a huge difference, but I, I did notice it. Also, speaking of music, another cool thing, like a little Easter egg that I found out about because I uh, listened to this interview. Apparently, a, a song that I listen to pretty normally by them, um, To Have and To Have Not, a song by them, The Suicide Boys, was produced by Scrim's brother, who was 13 year, years old at the time. Isn't that wild? That that's fucking that's cool as fuck, dude. I would tell everybody in my middle school, man. Hey, look me up on Spotify, bro. I I produced my brother's song. Your brother? Who's your brother? Oh, fucking Scrim of the Suicide Boys. You might have fucking heard of him. That'd be dope as shit. Nah, I I don't know that. I'd brag about it like that, but still, that's fucking cool. And I really like Scrim's voice. He he just has that that South element in it. Like, man, you know, he's got some ah in it. And it's just more personable. And um, Ruby, he really, like, thinks about his lyrics more in depth than I kind of gave credit for. Because every I noticed that in every Genius video he was talking about, all the lyrics that he explained, he had multiple meanings ready for every lyric. Like, it means this, but also, if you think about it this way, it's this. And he was just ready to present it. It wasn't like he was bullshitting or anything. So that's really cool. I didn't, I mean, it opened my eyes to a couple of different meanings. And then um, I think the the thing that just like stuck with me the most is they're not like, even though their music is really dark at times and about, you know, sad shit, they're not just fucking pathetic, sad dudes. Like, they're really social and very nice and polite when they're talking to. And they're they very genuine and almost, like, I don't want to say positive. Because when I say someone's positive, I think, like, Spongebob, like, everything's going to be great. But they weren't, like, oh, yeah, th- we put this out, but it was pretty fucking bad. Like, they were, they were hopeful and they talked about shit, like, with, with an even-keeled perspective. Like, you would hope, like, normal people would. And I, I just think that that that's cool because a lot of and the I'm sorry I think that the fact that this interview is out there and that some now that I I mean I just did but someone can go and watch it and see hey these these are actual genuine dudes who you know they make music too but beyond that they're normal and they like they like all this shit and they think all this shit not that they're they're just some personification of the art that they make you know. I think it's nice that there's like an actual taste of who they are out there. I think that's really cool. So if you got an hour and a half and you fuck with the Suicide Boys at all, this this was a pretty good interview, I think. And um, there, there were a lot of not only just hitting like music and, you know, the religion, all those con- uh, concepts, conversation topics. They also had some uh, small stories in there, some personal shit. So it was pretty nice. And while I'm on podcasts, I'm going to go ahead and hit this. Um, I listened to Joe Rogan 
him his episode with um Bert Kreischer which it was like episode 73 and then episode 95 or something so like one of the first hundred episodes of this now let let me go look let me tap on Joe Rogan I think it's like almost 2,000 episodes now dude that shit is insane uh sort newest to oldest 18 yo there's a new Duncan Trussell episode that's awesome man I've been waiting for one that's my favorite guest of his to listen to him and like Joey Diaz probably but that's cool but 1806 that's what what they're up to now so this was very early in it but these were both really good episodes and I'm not a huge Burt Kreischer fan either like I I watched his stand-up and it's funny he's a funny dude but if I was to rank all my comedians I mean before watching these if I was going to rank all my favorite comedians he wouldn't have been very high up but listening to him like just have a conversation in a podcast like a relaxed setting with someone like joe who's pretty pretty down to earth it was really nice and i got to appreciate his personality and kind of like him as a person a lot more because he was a lot more vulnerable a lot less um animated i guess is the right word like it didn't feel like he's just you know trying to get a laugh or just express this one thing it felt like he was actually talking from from his heart you know that was really cool and he told a lot of cool stories that were on um his netflix special the machine but it was it was really cool getting to hear him like that's where they started from and and then he took those from that podcast and kind of like made those on into that special and that became his identity see the whole reason i went back and listened to this is was because i think i was it was the one with Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer, but it was up in the thousands I was listening to. It was like 15-0-something or something. But it was a, a much later episode, and he was talking about how those two episodes were super key and crucial in his career, and that he kind of did all this stuff with that. So hearing that testimonial, how am I not going to go check that out, right? So I go back and listen to him, and the stories are really great. I definitely suggest, I mean, if you're into Joe Rogan at all or, or Burt Kreischer, go check that out, but... Those were very good episodes. And during it, they talk about other stuff, you know, like working out. And there was uh, there was one thing that Joe said that really resonated with me. He said that, um, you know, he, he goes to the gym to, like, release a lot of tension and just get all of his fucking... I, I'm par- horribly paraphrasing, but he said to, like, get all of his anger and negative energy out. Like, after he... he, he on the way to the gym, like... He'll be rushing and whatever, but when he's leaving the gym, like he's he'd be driving super relaxed, like, oh, you want to get in front of me? Go ahead, man, go ahead. And like as soon as he said that, I couldn't help but just fucking chuckle because that is definitely me every fucking morning. Like I, I'll haul ass to the gym, and then once I'm done working out, I've sat in my car for a second. I look at my my, my watch. Oh, it's time to go to work. I am just lazily crawling down the street to work someone wants to get in front of me hey man they got somewhere to go i don't care i'm I'm gonna get where i'm going and it definitely helps that the gym's only five minutes away from my job but that was definitely something that i relate to that happens to me so often and um those those are just really good episodes there was um there's one other one that i there was another Joe Rogan that I listened to recently that was pretty good, but I can't remember what it is right now. But I'm glad I just saw there's a Duncan Trussell one. That's fucking cool. I'm going to listen to that later for sure. <clears throat> but yesterday it was uh, yesterday I went bowling. And I, I don't know how you feel about bowling, but I think bowling fucking blows. And I know your first reaction, I know what it is, because that's, that's the same thing everybody has said to me when I tell them that. They say, you're probably just bad. You just suck at it. 
And look, okay, I do suck at bowling, all right? I'll admit that, but I also separately do not like bowling. It's just not fucking fun. Like, skating, for instance. I suck at skating. I'll talk about it later, but me and Aiden skated for the first time this week. I was, it wasn't that great. It didn't, um, you know, it didn't take me... 10 seconds to fall off the fucking board and send it flying once I hopped on it. And I, I looked over at Aiden. I was like, man, it has been a minute. He looked back at me. He was like, yes, sir, it has. We were, we, were, we were struggling the whole time, but I like that. It's fun, even though I'm bad at it. And I want to get better. There's a drive. There's a um, <clears throat> there's a want to get better. But bowling, it's I don't have fun with it. So why would I ever want to get good at that? Why? I don't. I don't want to get good at sewing, you know. That that's not some shit I find fun. But it, when I when I tell people I don't like so I don't sew often, they're not like you're probably bad at it. Well, yes, I am fucking bad at it. It's because I've never done it. But here we go again. I don't have a will to fucking do it. I don't need to. So anyway, all that to say, I went bowling. Uh, it was uh we were celebrating Kevin and Julian's birthdays. I got them both posters. I haven't gotten to give Kevin his yet. I gave Julian his just now. He pulled up to my house. Uh, I think he's driving back to Austin tomorrow, but he pulled up to my house to get it. And um, he gave me a book. It's it's like a collection of like six different books, it looks like. But that's perfect for me because it looked thick. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. But I, I think that's what makes it a lot more uh, easily digestible, a lot more um, approachable. But nah, we were celebrating their birthday. It was at Strike It Strike and Real, somewhere in Garland. I drove there. We all got there around the same time, and we all hopped in the arcade. First thing Kevin said was he wanted to go try and get a plushie, so we pulled up to the crane machines. And I'll be honest, I normally suck at these. Like my luck has never been good with crane machines. I've been to round one a plethora of times, and I don't think I've walked away with anything that I won. One time, I think Rahelio won something for me. That motherfucker. He could play the shit out of a crane game. He would walk away with a lot from round one. And um, like 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 a lot of people, they they buy the card, right? They put like 50 bucks into it or whatever, and they waste it all on the on the crane machine just to get nothing. This dude would get it in like the, the third or fourth try. He would get something, and then he'd just move to the next one <clears throat> like it was nothing. So uh, we pull up to the crane machines, and uh, I'm not really thinking I'm going to get anything, but... We're all doing it. We're all trying, and fucking, wouldn't you know it, first go, I pull a little panda bear from, um, if you ever watch Cartoon Network, it was from the show We Bear Bears, which I remember not being very good, but it's not about that. Like Kevin said, it's about the fact that I won this. This is my prize. Whenever I look at this, I'm going to think, yeah, I pulled that motherfucker out the crane machine. Hell yeah, I did. What about it? Could you do that? Probably not. I watched a girl next to me. She almost got the same thing first try. She walked up to it. She scanned it. She almost got it, and then it fell out. I got I've, I, that. I can't remember the last time I was so excited and anxious for somebody. I was right there next to her, like I was about to win it. I was like, no, nah. And then I realized that like I was more excited about it than she was, I think. So I turned to Kevin. I was like, man, she almost had it. <laughs> and, and then we all, um, there was a four-way air hockey table. And, man, I, I crushed some air hockey. That's my favorite thing. We got on it, and, man, I, I won every game except the last one. I think Kevin beat me on that one. But it was super fun because 
they, there were two pucks, and it, there were four directions. It was like everybody at each end of the table. So there were a couple of times like I couldn't keep track of what was going on. So I just had to look at my own goal and kind of keep kind of keep that safe. But sometimes you end up with both pucks in your hand at once. Like you stop one, and then the other one comes, and you stop that one. So you've got both, and everybody's looking at you like, "Oh shit, what's he about to do?" But no, nah, it was really fucking fun. There was one time I did have both pucks, and I got them both at, at, on. Um, I think it was Michael. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, throw him under the bus if it wasn't. But I'm pretty sure it was Michael. I got him on him twice. I was like, "Bing!" And then I waited a second. I faked it out a little bit, and then got him. And it felt so good. It felt so good. That was that was probably the highlight. But after that, we um, you know burned through all the arcade games that were there, and they were trying to bowl, so they they went and reserved or talked about reserving a lane, renting one or whatever. And they came back, and it was um it was like a two hour wait. This was when we first got there. Okay, so two hour wait, and we've been in the arcade for a long ass time. Got there at eight. It's like ten ten thirty now. They're getting hungry. I'm hungry too. I'll be I'll be honest, but. Uh, I'm not really too worried about it because I know the kind of place this is. It's probably going to be a little pricey, and I've been trying to save money. I've been trying to save money, okay? I've been trying, all right? <laughs> I wouldn't say I've been super successful. Stuff's come up. I, I did take my car to the shop to get a tune-up the other day, so can't help that, but I've been trying. So we we all went up, and there was a sign that said, um, you know, wait wait to be seated by the host. And Kevin and Colby just walked right past that and sat down at a table. And I was walking behind them, so I figured they saw it. I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And we walked and sat down at a table because there was no one up there. I looked around when I saw the sign. There was no one up there. And it's not like the place was packed. There were maybe four tables taken out of, like, 30. So we went and sat down somewhere, scanned the menu, started looking. And then five minutes, someone comes up to you. Hey, did were you seated by the host? Kevin's like, no. He said, okay, well, it's a 30-minute wait, so get the fuck out of the table. <laughs> so we went and sat down at a couch, and they they eventually got a spot at a bar and ordered their food. But like I said, 10.30 about, they ordered their food. I, I sat down on the couch. Micah sat down on the couch. We were just talking. It's 11. They still haven't gotten their food. It's 11.30. They still haven't gotten their food, and we're still not bowling. By the way, I don't even want to fucking bowl, but we're still not bowling. We're just waiting on that. They said it was two hours at 8 o'clock. It's 1130 now. Shit's taking forever. And I hate to be that guy. I really do. But I'll be that guy. I I told him, hey, guys, I'm fucking going home. (laughs) Like, I'm bored as shit. We're literally just sitting here. I'm a dip. Happy birthday, y'all. I still have... Kevin's uh, poster I have to give it to him later but that's why Julian came over uh, today before he left for Austin to get his poster his birthday present because they didn't they they had just gotten their food as I was leaving so they didn't want to hop up and go get their shit which I completely understood but nah man I had sat there for an hour doing nothing I wasn't about to sit there for another hour just to do something that I don't even want to fucking do and at that point, 11.30, I'd been there for three and a half hours, dude. We'd have fun. We, I'd made enough memories, all right? We, you know, remember that one time, point to the panda bear. Remember that one time I won that shit at the crane game? There you go. All right, so I, I made my appearance. Uh, I made my appearance, so I felt justified in leaving. And um, you know what didn't happen? The weight did not crush me like a heavy-ass anchor. Damn, that was lazy as fuck. I'm sorry about that. We'll get a better one next podcast, okay? 
But uh, that was my Saturday. I got home really late. I was yawning the whole time I was waiting, too. It sucked, man. I Just having this uh, fucking 8 to 5 work schedule, like the sleep schedule, it's it's boring. Like, I enjoy being able to go to bed at a reliable time. I'll admit that because not really having a set sleep schedule, you don't know if you, you can just lay, uh, fall asleep when you lay down. But now most of the time I do, so that's pretty nice, but... It makes me feel like an old-ass man when I'm out with friends or whatever, and they're like, man, I normally go to bed at 2. I, I don't go to bed till 3. I'm like, man, how are you not burning out? That's fucking crazy. I could do that in middle school, but I haven't been able to pull an all-nighter since then. I, I just fucking crap out. I will say, though, I'm not the first person to fall asleep. I've never been the first person to fall asleep. I've always looked down on those motherfuckers. They're the weak. I'll I'll stay up until shit gets lame, like like I just did at that part uh, at the bowling alley, man. I'll stay up until nothing's happening, and then it's like, well, what's the point? I'm just wasting time now. Now I could be sleeping, and when I wake up, we can do more shit, you know, something like that. I don't know. But what have you guys been up to this week? I I finally uh, dang that what a what a fucking loser just burning rubber down the street. <sighs> anyway. This week I uh, got some stuff out of the way for my Ichigo cosplay, which is going to be, I'm going to do that at Akon, it's going to be in June. Cannot wait, man, that is like, that's the thing I'm looking forward to, that's the light at the end of the tunnel whenever I'm going through some shit, or like, someone says, fuck you, you know, I'm having a bad day, like, ugh, Akon, it's coming up, so, I finally ordered, uh, I ordered the robe for Ichigo, I, I I wanted to do one of his cool outfits from one of the chapter covers from the the manga, but it'd be really hard, man. And I don't feel like going through a bunch of thrift stores, and nah. So I just ordered the robe, and it got here. And the like the chest part, like the upper part, is a, the good a good size. I'm sorry, I, I've I don't cosplay, so I don't know how to describe this shit. Like the the part that I put my arms into and it kind of capes down. That part is big enough. But the pants, man, I got to pull them, like, halfway up my chest or, yeah, halfway up my, my stomach to, like, get it to where it needs to be around my, my ankles. But mom said that there was a, there's, like, a cleaning place that I can go get it hemmed at, and it's, like, 10, 15 bucks. So I'll just go do that and not have to worry about it anymore. Also got, got his sword ordered, which um, Michael calls the fucking swastika blade. <laughs> That shit's kind of funny, but it's not really a, a swastika on it. You can look up an image if you care that much, but I got that. That's cool. I had to make sure I got one that was wooden, and I was so blessed to find both of these things on Amazon with Prime Delivery. And that also means that if the like the clothes didn't fit horribly or if the sword was a shitty quality, I could also return it fairly easily. So that was... That, that saved me just a whole lot of hassle because I, up until then I had been looking on all these, you know, just cosplay websites for shit because you just Google Ichigo Bankai Sword and, and get whatever pops up. So that that's going. And then I also bought um, on Etsy. There's this dude who makes masks. He makes like 3D print files and Aiden just got a 3D printer. So I thought, shit, let me see what this guy has. And he has uh Ichigo's half hollow mask which looks so badass. I'm just hoping it fits right. But I bought the file, I sent it over to Aiden and I bought the um white it's called filament that they use to to like 3D print the shit. Sent it uh, brought it over to him too, so 
He said it's going to take a day or two. We'll see how it turns out. After that, I'm going to have to sand it and paint it, paint some red on it. It's going to be all white. I'm going to paint, like, red stripes how it is. You can look it up if you want to see. It's going to look fucking dope, man. I'm going to be so fucking happy with that. And then I'm not doing a wig. I fucking hate anime, like, cosplay wigs for dudes at least. I, I mean, girls, like, they, they pass that most of the time. But dudes, they just look really puffy and shit. And I get... In an anime world, that's what it would look like, like if it was transferred to real life. But I still just think that shit looks doofy. It just looks stupid. So I'm going to get, like, orange hairspray or whatever and spray all my hair and shit because I'd rather just do that than buy a fucking wig. And then as soon as I'm done with that, man, I'm going to be ready to shave my head because I am so sick of all this hair. I'm so sick of it. There, I just don't want to do anything with it. And, like, it's starting to hang, not, it's not starting to hang down in my face. Okay, let me get far away from that. It's nowhere close to being in my face, but it's starting to get down there. And I'm not liking it. It's starting to be, um, I'm getting to where I need to wear a hat. That's what it is. And I just don't want to have to deal with all that if I don't have to. I really, I, I like how I look with my head, all, or my hair all shaved off. So that's what I'm waiting on. Ugh. This week at the mill, not too much happened. Um, I got into it with Lewis over some small shit. He was just trying to... I, I, I asked him to cut some shit out for me because he was already cutting stuff and I was gluing. And then after I was gluing stuff, the next step is to pin it. So I went to pin it and then he wanted to rush over there and be like, No, nah, man, I got it. I got it. I'll do it. And I said, Nah, I got it. You can go cut that shit. And then he started... And I was like, Man, I don't care, bro. And then he, he walked away. And then uh, as he was walking away, Robert was walking the opposite direction towards us like, come on, guys, we got to go load some shit. And so five minutes later, we're me and Lewis are on opposite ends of pipes, like loading them into a fucking truck, like not shit happened. That's what I like about work. It's it's all water under the bridge at the at the end of the day. Um, and, and the, the next day I missed for, uh, getting my car fixed up, like I said, and then I came in after that and, and he said, Hey, how's, how's it going? You know, like nothing happened. So I really like that kind of relationship. Um, my, my brother made a really funny remark this week because, you know, he's getting to that age. He, he's, a, he's 13. He's getting that age where he wants stuff, but he doesn't, he doesn't have money, doesn't have a reasonable way to get money unless he's going to start mowing lawns or whatever, but. That's a, that's only uh, seasonally available. So he made he said something like, "I'm, I'm gonna be able to work next year," he, you know, when he turns fourteen. So my brother was like, "No, you're not. Where are you gonna be able to work?" He said, "I'll get a job at McDonald's." Pause, pause. First of all, what fucking McDonald's is gonna hire a fourteen-year-old? Like, I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's possible. I think maybe you can work at AMC when you're 14. Definitely when you're 15, you can work at AMC. But 14 at McDonald's? No. I don't think any 14-year-old McDonald's is, is, ready to ha is ready to handle some fucking hungry fat dude trying to get his Big Mac after a long fucking day like, like a trucker. Like, boy, you better give me that fucking sandwich. Shit, I don't think anybody's ready for that. I'm sure there's a bunch of fucking bullshit that goes on at McDonald's. And ju and just knowing my brother, like, he's not ready to deal with people. I remember at uh, Buffalo, the <laughs> there was this one dude who, who came in, and um, this was when I was still the host. I hadn't gotten in the kitchen yet. There was this one dude who came in, like, asking for a table, mad that it was taking so long. And I was like, man, we are, we are fucking sat. We don't have that many servers here. Like, I was doing my job right. I wasn't uh, rushing them or whatnot. 
And so this dude made me go get the manager, right? And he, he was getting upset. He's like, man, I want to talk to somebody. I was like, okay, not giving a single fuck, right? Because I'm 16, 17. I don't care about this fucker's ego or whatever. So I go get my manager. Manager's like, <laughs> this is a pretty good impression if you work there. Manager's like, fuck it, dude. I don't care. Fuck it, man. Just, just sit him. Fuck it. And he goes and cleans off a table. And so I, I come back up to the front. Michael's up there. I used to work with Michael, by the way, and Aiden at one point. Michael's up there, like, staring at this dude. This dude's sitting down, staring back at his at him. And Michael's like, is it ready? I'm like, yeah. So we call the dude up. Dude's like, we're like, your table's ready, man. And the dude gets all cocky. He's like, man, I don't even want to eat here, bro. I'm not even worried about it. Like, all that. And so I just laugh. I just, like, what else can I do? Like, you just made me go through all this shit. So I just start laughing because it's pretty fucking funny. And the dude, the dude starts tripping out over that, man. Like, I think I hurt his fucking feelings or some shit. Newton's like, oh, you think it's funny, bro? You think, you think you're better than me? I'm way smarter than you, dude. Like, we're, like, almost, literally almost word for word, this is what he was saying. Like, this shit to a fucking... 17 year old this dude looked like he worked at fucking metro pcs like he had the polo on he had that hat he had that's the same attitude that he talked with like i'm sorry you didn't sell any fucking samsung sgs today dude like go fucking take it out on someone else man and, and i guess that's what he did because he just left he didn't even sit down after that whole big stinky cause but all that to say i know my brother i don't think he's ready for that shit yet you got you to gotta go through a little more shit in your life. You got to say, fuck you to at least five people before you can work at McDonald's, I feel like. And I don't think he said, fuck you to anybody yet. So, And there's, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep ripping on this. I feel like there's no good McDonald's to work at. Because you're either going to get, especially as someone who's like, you know, not hasn't established their character yet, who isn't like really strongly, I'm myself. Because, like, for me, working at J-Mill, it took me, like, a week, if that, to just be myself normally. Like, get out of that pre, you know, oh, I'm new here, I don't know, like, to get out of that shit. But as someone who's, like, in middle school, you know, not even, ha hasn't fully established their personality yet, there, there are two horrible, like, circumstances you can get into for a McDonald's. And it's the McDonald's where nobody gives a fuck, like, it's super trashy, everybody's like, cussing at the manager man man i don't give a fuck if you cut me bro i'm going home bro shit that, like that shit i dealt with that at buffalo you get you get that like nobody cares nobody does their own job so knowing him he would end up you know everybody fucking dumps their shit on him he's the only one fucking trying that would suck okay manager's like uh mr lawrence you're gonna have to clean that up when someone else fucks up right or he gets that McDonald's that doesn't want to be a McDonald's, the McDonald's that thinks it's better than a McDonald's. Everybody, the, the manager is trying to whip everybody into ship shape. Like, okay, boys, we better change the grease in those fryers. You better scrub the grills. Uh, just all this shit, making them do the the fucking most for eight twenty an hour. <laughs> I'm, I'm not making fun of people who who get paid that much, but it's what they expect for that. It's way too much. I'm I perfectly understand when someone doesn't give a single fuck about their job when they're not paid worth shit, you know, but getting stuck at a McDonald's that wants to be better than a McDonald's, I'm sure that'd be ass, you know. So, uh, yeah, that that's just immediately what I thought. I, I said out loud, I was like, you do not need to work at a McDonald's.
<laughs> you can go to a fucking uh, a Sears or a Marshalls, something like that. Maybe at, at fourteen, fifteen, I could see that. You know, dressed in a little polo and some slacks, got got a matching belt and some dress shoes every day. I could see that skating by, but not dealing with people yelling at you because the fucking ice cream machine's broken, which it always is at McDonald's. You know, <sighs> yeah, I had a I had a day off this week. That was pretty nice. I just did a whole lot of napping. Which I'm noticing, that's all that Dave fucking does either. I mean, either. That's all that Dave fucking does, too. He, he goes outside at night, and then during the day, he just naps in this one spot on the couch. I have several pictures of it. He is fucking adorable, man. And he's finally calmed down, dude. I'm sure... Here, I'm gonna get a water real quick. Drink of water. I'm sure there are plenty of times on this podcast where I've complained, or you've heard me, like yell at Dave or some shit because he scratched me or got in the cords or something, but not to jinx it. Okay, knock on wood. I think Dave has finally gotten to that chill point where he's just relaxing and he's cool just vibing there. And I can come up and pet him and then I can leave and it's no big deal. He doesn't fucking follow me anymore. He doesn't He doesn't bother me. He doesn't try to bite me or shit. He just enjoys it. And when I leave, he's like, that's cool, man. I'm going to go back to sleep. And that's it. I love it. It's really awesome. This is what I was aiming for the whole time. He's almost a year old, too. In two days, I'm April 19th is what Poppy always told me. In April 19th, two days, he will be a year old. Not that that really matters for a cat, but it's cool to keep track, you know? But that's what's up with him. Well, also recently I found his nap spot outside. Um, I, I've been talking about this, uh, pull-up bar right well I went out there and I was working out the other day and it's right to the to the right of a shed we got out there and while I just hopped out down doing a set and he comes out from under the shed like he just woke up from a nap like what the fuck is going on out here (laughs) so I found where his little nap spot is and whenever I go out there and he's outside he hangs out with me sometimes it messes me up like I'll be you know I'm I'm doing pull-ups or dips, so I'm go- my feet are moving up and down, and he'll just fucking lay down under me. Like, dude, I'm not trying to plop down on you and squash you. You need to move. That's one thing he still has not gotten. He'll just lay down in the middle of the goddamn floor and not care. I almost want to respect it. It's like, man, he, f- he feels like he fucking earns that space. He just takes it up. But, yeah, Dave's been doing all right. We've been chilling. Um... Still been trying to hit the gym. Still been working out outside. I feel like this is the way. This is the way I'm gonna accomplish my chest goals. You know, I've been. I've said it a few times. I want to have a chest like Stormzy on his album cover. Um, heavy as the crown. I'm looking it up right now, just for reference. If you don't listen to Stormzy, great fucking UK rapper, dude. Him and Dave are probably the top two for me. And they actually have a song together. That uh, it's it's called Clash. You should listen to it. It's goes fucking dummy hard but yeah um heavy i'm sorry the album cover the album's called heavy as the head but the dude's chest is fucking huge on this shit and that's what i'm aiming for but uh doing this like every other day dip stuff and then i'll alternate abs on the days i'm not doing that it's really nice because i feel like that's that's a good way for me to accelerate my chest growth and it's it's also a way for me to do abs without having to like squeeze it in while i'm at the gym uh 
which um, was something that I was uh, I wouldn't say I was going to say struggling with, but that's not the right term. Something I had to um, figure out for a minute, but now I've got that easy access at home, so I'm not worried about it anymore. <sighs> this this week I did skate with Aiden. That shit was pretty fun. That was on my day off too. And then this weekend, Johnny had kept talking about like, uh, man, there's there's gonna be a sale all up and down 80, man. I'm gonna go look for for guns. That's what he said. He was gonna go look for some guns and a sale all the way up and down 80. 80 is a highway if you're not in the Texas, uh, Louisiana area, and and it runs from through Texas, Louisiana, and maybe some other fucking state. But it's a long ass highway. So you you tell me garage sales all up and down 80. That's really vague, but uh, I hit up Aiden, and he, um, why the fuck did I just pause there? Uh, he, I hit up Aiden, and he and Vic weren't doing anything, so we went and drove down, and we had dro- been driving down 80 for maybe 30 minutes. Like, we fi- we'd left from where we live in Mesquite, and we just hit Terrell, where the Bucky's was, and Aiden was like, man, do, y- do y'all want to keep going? And personally, I said, I, I don't have shit to do. We can keep going if you want. But this is your car. Gas is pretty damn expensive right now, you know. So whatever you want to do, I'm cool with. So we said, fuck it. Just stopped at Bucky's. Got a, I tried the brisket sandwich because Aiden's always, Aiden is always talking of the brisket sandwich. I'm more of a pulled pork guy, and I tried that whenever I went to Bucky's. It was a fucking banger. But I tried this brisket, and it was pretty good too, man. I bought Aiden a brisket sandwich for the drive, you know, even things out a little bit. And um, I tried it, but I'm, I gotta say, I think I'm still on the uh, pulling for the pulled pork for sure. Aiden, the, Aiden's still a brisket guy. It's all good. We can have our differences. That's what makes us unique, and that's what makes us good friends. But um, after that, we headed back, and we saw a seventy-five cent uh, fucking cone, seventy-five cent cone sign at Dairy Queen, and so we we hit a U-turn and got back on the other side of 80 that we had just came down to, to hit that. And then we headed home after that. But uh, I, I finished my ice cream. I was sitting at home talking to my parents for a bit. And then um, went to my room. I was listening to music, was sitting down. I get a call from Aiden. This is, this is maybe 15 minutes after he dropped me off. Get a call from Aiden. He said, hey, dude, I don't want you to be mad or anything, but I just want to let you know. You know when we uh, were on 80... And we turn left to get on to get to Bucky's instead of just going right and keep going down 80. I said, yeah. He's like, well, if we had taken a right and kept going down 80, we would have started to hit all the sales. That's where the shit began. <laughs> and I couldn't help but fucking laugh. And um, he's like, so, yeah, man, I'm sorry about that. I'm like, fuck it, bro. I didn't have shit else to do. I, I got a uh, brisket sandwich. I got an ice cream cone. I, nothing to complain about here. So that was that. I didn't get to find anything. I, I don't know that there was anything specific I was looking for at the garage sale. Just anything cool, you know. Uh, a painting or, like, statues. Just shit I'd find at a thrift store, I guess. I, I don't know. Aiden, I, I, I don't know what Aiden was looking for either. We all brought, like, cash. That, that's just, that is something I remember last second. I should grab cash out the bank. but. And then, uh, finally, this week, or Friday... I, I was just in a mood. I don't know. I heard, you know, when you fucking hit shuffle on Spotify, you hear a certain song from a certain band. You're like, man, I don't want to listen to anything else today other than this band. Well, that happened to me with Pierce the Veil. So I listened to their first three albums. And it's still as solid as when I first found it in middle school. 
Like I, I do not, there's not a single song of theirs that I dislike. The only songs of theirs that aren't in my like songs on Spotify, it's because of the features in the, in the, on the song. <clears throat> Man, I, I just feel like I sound sick today. I don't know what it is. I feel like I sound congested or, or like my throat's messed up, but it's not. I'm trying to clear it right now. I got water. I'm good, but. No, nah, I listened through all their stuff. I think my favorite is, um, is it Collide with the Sky? Is that the album? That's the third one. I think that one's my favorite. Just has the most, um, yeah, Collide with the Sky. That's the album. Has the most bangers on it, in, in my opinion. Like, the most songs that I go back and I'm like, oh, this is Pierce the Veil, like, at their, at their top. It also has the first song from them that I heard, Bulls in the Bronx. And that has a small, you know, anecdote along with it. So I figured I'd tell that. It was back in middle school, like I said. You know, I'm guessing when most people found out about Pierce the Veils when they were in middle school. But this girl that I was friends with, she was dating my friend at the time, I think. I, I don't know. But we were, we were pretty close friends. She sent me this music video. And she said there was some shit that she was really into. You should check it out. So I, I was at my homie's house. I pulled it up on his laptop. And here it is, Bulls in the Bronx, Pierce the Veil. It's the music video. It starts with this kid riding down the street on a bike, this nerdy-ass kid. And then um, it starts really fucking aggressive. Here, I'll, I'll play it for a second. Is this going to be this? Yeah, fuck it. This is the song of the week. This, this is probably one of the most fucking mainstream Pierce the Veil songs, but it's the song of the week. And this is actually kind of perfect if you haven't heard them before because it starts in with the guitar. You're like, oh, this is aggressive. I don't really know what I'm getting into yet. All right, now, if you are if you were like me at the time and you've never heard Pierce the Veil before, you probably heard that high-pitched voice. We're like, what the fuck is that? Because I know when I first heard it, me and my homie were busting up laughing, dude. We were, we could not breathe. We were laughing so hard, dude. I had to pause the video. We had to take a second. It was, <laughs> it was fucking funny. And I was not with it at all, man. We played it a little bit longer just to see where it went, but I was not fucking with Pierce the Veil. Uh, but you know, a week, a day or two, a week later, I found myself looking that shit up again, listening to it, like, man. There, there's something to this after all, you know, and here we are today. It's, it's still some of my favorite shit, and that I just thought that was pretty funny. Of how I, I definitely did not like it at first. I heard his voice, how high pitched it was. It's like, man, how? Why did he put this out there, bro? Why would you do yourself like this? But it's definitely he's super fucking talented. Vic Fuentes, oh my gosh! <clears throat> all I can say is, I'm ready for the next album. They've been teasing this shit forever. When did I, did Misadventures come out in 2016, dude? That's what I feel like right now. It came out. Yeah, Misadventures came out <clears throat> in 2016. I, I'm pretty sure that was my freshman year. And ever since then, they've been saying, oh, heading here to record this. Oh, we're writing new material for this album. Oh, we're doing this, so-and-so. And it still hasn't come out yet. Now they're touring in the UK, I think. And it still hasn't. We still haven't gotten anything new out. I get it. Vic Vic just got married and stuff, so he's definitely busy with that. I get that. Fucking him and Danielle. That's awesome. I'm I'm super happy for him. But man, I'm I've been waiting on this music for a minute. 
I guess they're just waiting for a whole new era of middle school kids to appeal to before <laughs> before they release their shit just to maximize um, profits and efficiency. Nah, fuck that. But you know what it probably really is? And here, I'm going to go ahead and look this up just to make sure I get the... Or I'm not going to say their name. Yeah, I'm not going to say their name. <clears throat> just, uh, I think the real main issue of what it was is is they have to find a drummer who is just as equally, if not more, badass than the one they had, but doesn't have an affinity for uh, texting underage girls. Because, unfortunately, that is what happened to the... That is why the drummer that they did have got canned. And the super fucking awkward part about that is that's Vic's brother. The main dude, the front man, the singer that I was just talking about, his brother was the drummer. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I should say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it allegedly to cover my bases, but this is all shit I read online. But he's not in the band anymore, so shoulder shrug, you know. If, if, it, if it smells like shit and looks like shit, it's probably not fucking chocolate, okay? But he, I will give it to him, man. He, he's a badass drummer, even from the first album. Just listen. He's got solid shit. And it... <laughs> It sucks, but I gotta give him his props for it, man. I'll I'll listen to that shit over and over again because it's fucking great, and it gets it's better now because I I'm aware of more stuff and I'm listening for more stuff. I'm trying to pick more out, so I I just appreciate his drumming even more. But man, it sucks. It is what it is. Some people fuck up. Um, I'm not saying that to justify it. I'm saying that to, to like ease my own self, like feeling. Like, someone that's really good did some fucked up shit. Like, yeah, that happens, sadly. But it is what it is. Pierce the Veil is still goaded. You should still listen to their shit. I mean, the rest of the band members are, are cool dudes. They have the cool, um... I, I think it's LTD, Living the Dream Foundation, something Vic started to give kids um, who are disabled or going through um, really traumatic shit to get them out to events and stuff, to get their minds off stuff. I think that's really awesome. Like, that is the perfect way to get someone to forget about something, at least for a little bit, is to take them to a fucking experience, sit them next to a big-ass, like, four-foot-tall speaker, and then just blast music in their ears until they can't hear and they have tinnitus. That is the perfect way to get rid of all the bad shit, at least for a little while. Perfect distraction. <sighs> I listened to OK Computer by Radiohead this week, and... I'll keep it short and and sweet because th there wasn't too much on this album that stood out to me. Or not gonna say that they were all good songs. I liked all the songs off of it, but end of the day, I still like the bins more. Just just the the um, and it it has it's more bright if that makes sense. Like I would I would characterize the bins as a more bright album. Not saying it's upbeat, but just the like the variety in the guitar and the chords and shit they use and it and it kicks out more okay computer i would say is more like low key and well i don't even know what the fuck i'm saying right now uh, i'm just it's more like techno produced you can really hear that in airbag which i i did write that i i like the snare it was pitched really nicely for like the more techno production cuz it had a lot more bap in it um, all these songs on this album were longer, longer. I want to say like three to five minutes long, which is longer than most of the shit that comes out nowadays. But but none of that space is wasted. 
I really like that. All the songs have uh, transitions and they go from section to section. So it, no one part of this, no two parts of one song feel exactly the same. Paranoid Android is a really good example of that. It starts with really nice strumming acoustic guitar, which is completely different from Airbag, which was the first song. And so that, um, not variance, that um, contrast is really nice just from the get-go. But what I like about what I like about it the most was um, my favorite part of the song didn't come in until the end. Like my favorite groove that they got into, it wasn't until like the last twenty seconds of the song, and then I was like, "Fuck, this is really damn good." I want to listen to this whole thing again to hear how they got to this. But there's nice trippy guitar chords and synth waves in there, nice claves in the back. That's what was used in that SpongeBob episode where, where he danced with the jellyfish. That deep, 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 deep. Those are claves. They're little wooden uh, circular sticks that you hit together. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, everything, like I said, everything on this album was really good. But it was, um, I still prefer the bins more. I just like the the sound of it. It's uh, maybe it's more raw, and this feels more produced. Is what what I was trying to get at earlier. But uh, everything on this was good. I definitely suggest to listen to it. Uh, another thing that I want to point out, Karma Police, that's a good song. Nice nice piano-led song. You don't hear that too much, or at least not done well. But this was, it didn't feel awkward. It just, it felt supernatural that it was piano-led. And then, um, I didn't, there, there's, there's one place where they transition from, uh, like, a really steady beat to, uh, like, the big beat drop where everything comes in. And I really like how the, the beat falls in and the, the lyrics that he uses is he says something like this is what you get this is what you get when you mess with us and if you use that in the wrong way like your timing is wrong you sing it shittily that can be super fucking corny but just the way that everything falls in together at the same time is really badass i think they pulled it off perfectly so big kudos to them for that but um yeah solid album definitely check it out if you're into that uh i was just you know i just hadn't listened to any more radiohead yet so finally got to it and i think i probably will listen to some more later but as for right now man i don't know what the next thing i'm gonna listen to is gonna be uh it'll be tomorrow at work but i don't know i don't know what albums i'm gonna be listening to but i've been enjoying uh doing that to kill some time i listened to the SZA album too z but i'm not gonna get into that too much it was pretty good well, there, there was one song on it that I want to talk about. I, I wish she would do more songs like that. Let me scroll down. Uh, is it before or after Blink-182? I think it's after. 311. Um, Sweet Sweet November. I'm not going to play it. I don't care that much. It's, it's, it's a lot more instrumental-based than her normal shit. I mean, it's still produced to a certain extent, but um, it's not like a beat. It's, it's more like... a uh, like a song with instruments and shit that that was a horrible way to put that i'm sorry but uh it's it's just out of the norm from what her normal shit is and what she's made since then and i kind of wish that i'd hear a little bit more of that from her uh, a little more alternative sounding i feel like but yeah that's it for me uh you guys have a great week and um take it easy don't get yourself into too much trouble that's what my grandparents all that's what everybody always tells me stay out of trouble well, I always say I'll try my best, so I hope you will too. All right, peace.